0: you The following content is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Welcome, everyone. My name is Marina Sprocky Spriggs, and I am the host of Always Another Way in professional counseling. I am the Ippy award-winning author of "Stop Looking for a Husband: Find the Love of Your Life" and "Nasty Divorce a Kid's Eye View." I have been writing positive divorce advice for the Huff Post since 2012, and I'm trained in clinical hypnosis. And this podcast speaks to out-of-the-box thinkers, and it's for those who hear the call of hope in always another way. And if you are extremely rigid and set in your beliefs, this probably isn't your cup of tea. However, you should note, taste can and do change. And I just want to thank everybody so much for listening to this podcast and just make another, just a pretty please push again on your phone, pause it for a second, go to the podcast app subscribe and rate this podcast because the more people that subscribe and rate the higher it goes up in the list and the more people can have access to this information and especially today's show which can be extremely life-changing so um, another way is also about maybe not always listening to authority and i don't mean that in a disrespectful way at all What I mean is that everyone's been given a brain and you can think for yourself. And there's nothing wrong with doing something differently if you've done some research and want to try something and it's not harming anyone else. So um, you are probably aware in the past couple years we have had a cycle of misinformation and disinformation. And even prior to that, because you'll know that recently a study has come up from the 1950s talking about the harms of sugar It was hidden for a long time. You, you know what the tobacco companies did for a long time. And then, recently, I don't know if you've seen uh, the documentary called The Bleeding Edge, which talks about the medical device industry. I have talked about before, I was in a study for silicone gel implants that actually I wasn't in the study for. They never followed up with me and made me ill. That being said, so you know, things aren't always on the up and up. It does not mean that modern medicine isn't wonderful and hasn't made life-saving changes. But, you know, we can't be blind to what else is out there. So you're going to be really excited. Um, so part of the healing that I did, um, I have found yoga to be just extremely healing in so many ways. Um, and additionally, just a strength and flexibility that I haven't had before. So um, in Dallas, I like to you know just check around different places. And I find this place called the yoga movement. And when I walk in, I mean the most welcoming person there that just that instant vibe just when you see somebody you're like "Yeah, I like this place this is gonna be good and the the thought and care that you could see in the owner of the studio um, you know instantly made a connection so you know we became friends and then I heard her story and that's why she's on today so um, I'm gonna read something first that she wrote before I bring her on it's part of her bio and it's what we're going to be talking about on the show today. So this is from Jenny Hunter. When I learned at age 20 that the pain I was experiencing was rheumatoid arthritis, I set out on a journey to wellness. I wasn't willing to risk the side effects of medications, so I learned to manage my health through nutrition. Though I was able to manage the de- disease enough to stay mobile, I had lost most of my strength and the range of motion I once had. Now that I have yoga, I'm experiencing amazing healing and renewed strength, and I'm honored to be able to share this ancient practice with anyone who's looking for a better way to care for their body inside and out. So, please welcome to the show, Jenny Hunter. Jenny is a certified Iyengar yoga teacher in Dallas, Texas, and her dedication to yoga and this method has been key in her remarkable recovery from the crippling effects of rheumatoid arthritis And it's Jenny's experience of renewed body, mind, and spirit that compels her to share. And thank you, Jenny. Great. Thank you, Marina. Happy to be here. I'm so excited (laughs) to have you here. So, um, well, let's just kind of rewind and we'll start back there. So you're 20. So that's a young person who, and we'll just say, I'm not saying that Jenny's old, but I'm just saying we are conditioned to, you know, doctors are smart. Go to doctors and Mm -hmm. listen to them. Yes, sir, ma'am. Do it, but not twenty
1: year old Jenny <laughs> let's start there uh, well I'd actually been experiencing pretty severe symptoms for about a year and it was uh, I had just moved to Northern California and finally had medical insurance it was like a first adult thing that I had done I'm like oh I can go to a doctor now so i I did go to the a doctor and after a barrage of tests and poking and prodding um, you know, this old-school doctor pretty much just said, "Hmm, well, you have a really rare and pretty fast-progressing um, Rh factor, and this, this is this is not looking good. So here's my recommendation." And we went round and round, um, and he had a cocktail of. Uh, medications planned for me and said well you know having children is probably not in your future because that's going to interfere pretty severely with your ability to carry and deliver a child um, you know but our hope is that we can get you a good 20 years worth of quality of life and I'm counting like oh. so, so to 40 that's what you're saying And so he said, yeah, but, you know, expect by 40 that, you know, prepare your life for a wheelchair and, um, you know, after that, your quality of life is probably going to be not great. Wow. And so what are you, (laughs) 20, what are you saying
0: when you hear somebody just...
1: Like No gives thanks, you essentially, not like, for a, me. A <laughs> uh, and when I did question him, what was really interesting is um, my age was discounted. My own uh, ideas for what I thought was possible were discounted. I was told I was um, irresponsible, I was naive. Um, but I still, somewhere in there, I felt that our bodies were designed to heal themselves if we were giving them the right resources. And I just felt like, wait a minute, we just haven't found all the right resources. There's some missing pieces here that we're just not putting together. And I wasn't willing to just mask them with medication and go on. I mean, I was 20 years old. Right. (laughs) So um, that just was not the future that I saw for myself at all. And so how did you you go to research
0: like, okay, I don't like what this guy's saying. Yeah. How did you go find something
1: else that was back in the day of dial up internet Uh and i would sit in the basement of my home um then actually in portland i have this vision of myself sitting in my my basement in my portland home researching the foods that were um inflammatory and what to eat and what not to eat and that's really where i started uh with i took this pain, the medication, one of the medications that you recommended for 10 days. And I got a glimpse of some relief, but I didn't like the way that it felt. And Mm -hmm. I said, mm, no thanks. And I set that aside. So I just started looking. like. Okay, I had um, a bit of exposure from my father and my, my mom actually riding to town in West Texas to the health food store, and we would go get a couple of vitamins here and there. And so that was, I had some exposure to that, though I would say that we were a normal American family. We made bread on the weekends. We cooked traditional, quote, healthy American meals but something was still off. So I'm like, what is, what are we missing here? So I just researched and researched and researched. And the first thing I did was like, ah, okay, these are the things that my little college diet probably were not a good idea. Mm -hmm. So I started removing things that I felt were contributing to the inflammation and the pain and the disease. And that just left me with like three and a half things I could eat, it felt like. So <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I don't want to live this limited life and existence. So I felt quite deprived. And I thought, OK, well then I'll start adding things in. So maybe I can manage this with supplements. So I went back to that, um, the, my family taking me to the health food store. And I'm like, okay, well, this is, this is not really filling in the food gaps. I still have this limited food. And so anyway, it just continued to evolve over these years of taking away what wasn't working and trying to add the things that were working and start to fuel and feed my body. It was getting me some results, but not quite the big picture. Okay, so then at that point, were you just like,
0: maybe I should do the medicine? As, was there any like little creep up of like, I don't know, this is kind of half working, or what What made you yeah. still decide to say, sure. I want to see else, something right. else, you know?
1: I would have just enough positive result that I would see hope, and then I would have really strong waves of inflammation, of, as they would call it, flare-ups, um, and so I was, they would sit there, and you would question, because no one can experience pain other than you, right. so it's... It's quite lonely. And I would get to where maybe you couldn't see my swelling and cracking joints anymore. Maybe they weren't looking so much like an 80 year old woman anymore. Maybe I could stand up straight again. So everyone assumes that I was fine, but inside it's really lonely.
0: Yeah, and, <laughs> and I mean, and there are a
1: lot of people I know that live mm. with autoimmune and
0: chronic illness and chronic pain that when you look at the person, right. you look good. And then let's touch maybe a little bit about that, about what that's really like when, you know, you
1: look you look fine. You look fine. Why you acting like that? Right. You know. Right. And so to maintain that feeling of um, appearing fine to everyone meant a handful of um, ibuprofen <laughs> mm-hmm. just to get through whatever daily activities that I needed. Well, and that was wreaking havoc on my body. But again, you, I was living in this life of supposed tos and um, keeping up and just being the person I was supposed to be and doing it all with a smile on my face. And, you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't serving me. <laughs> it wasn't helping anything. Only for so only long before. so long, and my resources were <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, okay, so with that, before we get to this changing, have you okay. always been someone who, when somebody tells you something, do you just accept it blind
1: faithfully, or you just have you been a questioner? Mm-hmm. I would say I'm quieter about it. In fact, the way that I, I feel that I grew up, the message was to be a bit more compliant and not to cause a rift and um, to keep the peace and to do your best with a smile on your face. So I would say this was one of my first really bold moves as a person. And. Uh, everything else i felt like i i just went along with it and um, did what i was supposed to do did the expected so inside somewhere i knew that there was another way Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i know right um but (laughs) being able to speak for myself was really challenging so i i really commend people who stand against the norm if they know that something else is possible for themselves because that also is quite a lonely place to be. <laughs> yeah. You know, you show up to the family meals and potlucks with, um, with the eggplant <laughs> <laughs> instead of the green bean casserole with mystery ingredients. Then I was surprised that that was what was weird. If I brought a clean vegetable and the rest of it was manufactured and um, mystery foods, as I would call them, mm-hmm. and then the simple was the the thing that was odd (laughs) and the more complicated or, you know, sensory was, was not. So I had to just start to stand for myself and go, no, this, this is better for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and after you get this glimpse of what feeling better feels like, then the piece of chocolate cake at the end of the counter becomes less appealing. So I had to stand for myself when no one else could. Okay, nice. So mm-hmm. you've, you've done that.
0: You've got the food piece mm-hmm. down, but then let's morph into where does, how does yoga come sure. in here? So you're just, you're stepping along and getting a little bit We're more We're stepping bright.
1: along for 17 years okay. of riding this wave of inflammation and hoping something sticks after trying other alternative therapies, whatever came into um, my awareness. I'm like, oh, maybe I should try that. Um, and I can talk more about that another time, but I still was looking for that missing piece, yeah. right? Um, and I was really grateful for, actually, after I moved back to Texas, uh, after being in the Northwest, I was introduced to a DO who was incredible for me. He really respected the research that I had done. He uh, respected that I had treated myself like my own lab rat. and I tried things and some things worked and some things didn't. And he became more of a consultant and a guide in my personal health instead of Prescribing something for me. He would say here are some options. Here's the research behind it What's sustainable for you? What can you do? And I how normal does that just sound? It was fantastic <laughs> um, and so we researched a whole live food um, even the raw milk side of things and uh, He also offered yoga in his office. So I knew that there were some things that were good Yeah, but I just didn't have access to it until one day, uh, my former husband was um, sitting at home in the living room after being fired from a consulting job, and I thought, this is a lot of togetherness. It seems like one of us should be working. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I went out, and I sat my three little kids down. Remember when I wasn't supposed to have children? And, ooh, I three. Have three brilliant teenagers now. Um, and so I, I went out, and I said, all right. Mommy's going to go look for a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was introduced to someone uh, in the fitness and yoga arena here. And so I agreed to be part of that world for a year. And one of the perks of working, and I worked for Lululemon and pre-branded mm-hmm. a store and um, and helped the, on the management team for that store, but one of the things that I really loved was the personal development side, for one, that I got to help um, develop these, the employees there and, in fact, the people in the community. But they paid me to go take yoga all over the city. Nice. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was when I really started a steady practice. But before that, one of my favorite stories is I dabbled in it before that some um, for my own san- sanity's sake, when raising my children, I, I was an artist in my previous life, is what I like to say, and I was making large-scale art, doing muraling, faux finishing. Um, I had a really buff right arm, but nothing else in my body worked at all. <laughs> so, Anyway, uh, one of my events or gigs was to help a fitness center in, uh, in North Dallas, to re-up their branding and help with their Kids Center. One of my perks was to be able to use the facility. And I kind of giggled inside. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 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 so I showed up with um, you know, like all this enthusiasm. I could have a trainer. And so I showed up and he scratched his head and looked at me like, oh, what are we going to do with you? (laughs) So he said, you know, his name was Kirk or Kyle or something. I don't know. He was eight feet tall and really beefy. Mm -hmm. And um, so we were an odd mix, I'm sure. But he said, okay, well, let's just try some basic assessment. So let's see how many push-ups you can do, how many sit-ups you can do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, looking through this list, and I'm like... Dude, I just told you, I can't get down to the floor and back up again Mm -hmm. (laughs) without assistance. And Mm -hmm. I just had my third kid. There are no abs. (laughs) So we're going to have to back it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so he went through all of these tests and finally says, well, lady, mind you, I was 32 years old at the time. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And he continues With, at your age, (laughs) I don't really know if we can build much muscle or anything, but maybe we can just try to tone what you've got. (laughs) And I thought, if it didn't hurt so bad, I would punch you. (laughs) (laughs) So he just kind of dismissed me, and I said, thanks a bunch. I'll take it from here. And I've been watching in the yoga room on the side of this gym. I'm like, okay, so I've heard some things about yoga. I'll get in there and see what happens. It's no impact, you know, and I can build some strength and flexibility. Sounds all right, might as well use it if it's, you know, for free. So I stepped in this room and I had a tiny little teacher, she was tiny, Um, and I thought, how is this woman doing all of these things? And hi, Ramona, if you're mm-hmm. out there listening, and I'll share it with you. But she was so influential at first because I can still hear her voice going, it's OK. You just try. <laughs> you know, and what in my head, I'm hearing, wrap your right leg around your head, <laughs> balance on your pinky finger. <laughs> And, you know, and be grateful, okay? <laughs> and pretzel, like, girl, pretzel. What in the world is happening? I'm five steps behind everybody else because I'm trying to figure out how to get my right leg. up do where they're talking about. Anyway, but she was brilliant because every time I showed up to practice, she would say, let's set an intention. And the only thing I could think of is I'm glad I'm not home right now with those three children. <laughs> I'm like, okay, if that's a starting point, fine. Right. Um. But after that first yoga practice, and I cried most of the way through it because not, one, not only did it hurt, but it was just stirring stuff up in me that I wasn't expecting. Um, and one of the syndromes that's associated with rheumatoid arthritis is Raynaud's syndrome, and I don't even know if I say that right. But you lose circulation in your fingers, and your joints, and, and everything else. So I would either have red, fiery, skin-breaking, bleeding knuckles that look like little sausage fingers, or they would be completely white, (laughs) and thin, and no circulation at all. So it went from icy to burning hot all the time. Well, it was February, and my hands were perpetually white through most of the winter. Just circulation was not happening. And uh, so I looked after this practice, and I just remember people looking at me kind of funny, because I'm like, my fingers are pink. <laughs> uh, my fingers are pink. They're not red. They're pink. Yeah, I can feel my fingers, <laughs> and they're like, okay, <laughs> go girl. That's great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a big deal to me that, yeah. like, I, you know, inhale, lift your arms, exhale, fold forward, and I have pink fingers. <laughs> you know, so I made a point. Every Friday, I went back to that class. Like it, it didn't matter if I had to get a babysitter. I was going to that yoga class, and every Friday, I found something new. And it was remarkable. So, And then back to um, the Lululemon days, and now they're paying me to go take yoga full time. I became beastly strong. (laughs) I can attest to that. (laughs) It it was kind (laughs) of ridiculous, you know, um, what I found out that my body was capable of after that. So um, it became like almost self-inspiring, like, well, anything's possible now. Right? So.
0: <laughs> and just like knowing that, cause I mean, I guess I didn't know the backstory or didn't think of something else. But when you said, when you went in there and could, cause I take Jenny's classes. So I will just tell you like, <laughs> and of course the first time I come in, I'm like, look at this little lady and she's so strong. <laughs> and of course you are amazed at like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, she's very strong <laughs> and ex- extremely flexible. But back to you. Yeah. yeah. So that's oh. wow. I right, mean, right. living proof.
1: So it became really exciting um, at the idea of Ramona's suggestion to teach yoga. And I thought, me? Really? Like, I just got started. <laughs> but um, a couple of years into it, then I was, uh, I was trained and started teaching, started sharing. And if, if there's anything I wanted to share, is that I wanted people to know that what they thought was not possible... Mm-mm, sorry, I've already experienced the opposite <laughs> and I believe that they could too. So it became my mission to help them over, overcome whatever obstacles they thought they had. And that's what I figured out is most of it is just all in your head.
0: Oh, that's for sure. So, yeah. There's a reason why it's called the placebo effect <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right. because whether you exactly. think it or
0: not, it, it is. is and living proof. Mm. So, um, so now tell us about, so you've got this yoga and I know mm-hmm. you've got, but I, well, let's know more about you. So if somebody's sure. like, okay, I want more of this and you've got a program coming up. Let's start talking about how you uh, sure. morph this into you found personal healing
1: and now sharing with others how everybody can get a piece of that action. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, For a few years now, I've said that my book is still writing itself, (laughs) but um, I'm no longer delaying. I'm actually actively working on finishing that book to share with the world. But then I thought, Okay, there's no need to wait <laughs> for that book. Let's get after it. And what I'm calling is let's do the big work. And I'm um, sure you can come to my yoga classes at the Yoga Movement, and you'll experience one level of that. But that's just one, um, that you know, the one aspect of this larger healing practice or experience. And what I found is people think that it's only about the physical postures. Okay, so if I do you know, down dog and a push-up and, Mm. (laughs) you know, and a back bend, then that's going to help me get over this yoga. But there's a whole other non-physical aspect of this practice that starts to change the way that you think. And that personal awareness and the personal inner strength that you gain brings a whole different level of discernment. And from that discernment, then you start to make different choices for yourself. You get to know yourself better. You have different tools to deal with the daily stresses. You have different tools to deal with your relationships. And it's all of those aspects that start to build this complete, um, abundant, authentic existence. So that's what I'm calling Live Well, and I'm offering uh, a seminar. I'm gonna call it an interactive lecture experience Um, where we it's not on a yoga mat doing physical postures so much as looking at all of these other concepts that helped me become well and leaving you with some tools that you feel empowered I'm not going to teach you to do the things that I did I'm going to teach you the concepts that help you make the choices to learn to heal yourself so that is happening September 23rd at the Yoga Movement at 1.30 in the afternoon, and you can register online at www.yogamovementdallas.com, and um, I'm so excited to be able to share this with everyone. So if you know people out there that are struggling with autoimmune diseases, with chronic inflammation, chronic pain, even debilitating injury, and that's a whole other story of me recovering from a severe break in my right leg. Um, So, you know, I've learned to practice and I've been taught by amazing teachers that helps me to provide um, not just the physical practice that helps put you back together again, but one of my favorite phrases from my teacher, BKS Iyengar, is, yoga helps you cure that which cannot be endured or endure that which cannot be cured. And yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, go BKS Iyengar. (laughs) Thank you, Guruji. Yes. So um, that's my mission. And this could be anyone from, um, you know, Young teenagers that are dealing with the um, adolescent rheumatoid arthritis, or those that have osteoarthritis, everyone in between um, that's suffering from not feeling a hundred percent. Yeah,
0: I mean, in living proof mm-hmm. right
1: here about another way, and just
0: the power of of making that choice in your mind that I yeah. don't want to accept this. Which only one person is saying it doesn't mean that these things aren't here. But you don't know until you try.
1: Right. And just
0: the proof of just trying something. And then you try some things. Okay, this doesn't work, but this works. And hey, wait, this works a little bit. And then you see that little bit, little bit, little bit of just if people could hear this beacon of hope and just see that, I mean, just... Millions of people suffer with autoimmune <laughs> more and more every day that I hear Yeah, so, and yes. I can say and what you just all talked about the yoga in there, too mm-hmm. is also what I found in that practice is and I took it as a college class 26 years ago and just because it was an elective and I'm like oh, that sounds cool yoga yeah. <laughs> and uh, right time but then I'm like wow this like Silence in this all the stuff that it does Aside from what it does to your body. Right. I mean, wow. Right. <laughs> exactly. A yeah. oh, super wow. So, super Lucky
1: wow. me that I get to do this every day. Yeah. So it's pretty and exciting. Any other last imparting words of wisdom? Hmm. I would say the more authentic that you are in living your personal truth and being yourself, then the happier you are. So take the time, invest the time in getting to know yourself and doing the work, right? And spending time with yourself and then make that next best choice. I love that. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on Jenny. Just you are a true inspiration Mm -hmm. and just like, I mean, like a beacon of light (laughs) always and such a good friend too. So thank you dear Namaste. And you know, there is always another way. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.